What's up, you bunch of zigzagging zealots? It's us. We're back. It's uh, it's the post show. It returns. Episode 77. Um, we're a day late because, I mean, listen to me. I'm, I barely made it here today. Be happy there's anything this week, okay? I was sick. Grant's a grown-up. He had grown-up things to do. Things happen, and I don't want to hear about it, okay? This is a 95-minute episode, and I didn't feel well the whole time. So, I mean... I, I felt mostly well, but you know what I'm saying? We took a day to gather ourselves, so I don't want to hear about it. Um, I'm not going to talk about how large this week's episode is. Um, I will say this week's episode is emphatic. Yeah, emphatic. We cover eight shows. Demon Slayer, season three, episode two. Vinland Saga, season two, episode 15. Barry, season four. Mandalorian, season three, episode seven. The news. News feed. There's, there's news on Harry Potter, on trailers, True Detective, a bunch of stuff, man. Multiple Jonathans are in the news. Um, then we get back to it, Dr. Stone, Hell's Paradise, Episode 3, Succession, Season 4, Episode 4, Heavenly Delusion, Episode 3, the Q&A, um, and it's a good Q&A on this breaking Harry Potter news. There's a little teaser for you. you welk. Um, so yeah, lots to talk about in this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, right before you hear that bitchin' intro music, I gotta tell you about the comic book shop on Bank Street at 128 Bank Street in Ottawa, if you are in Ottawa, or at thecomicbookshop.com, shop spelt S-H-O-P-P-E, or of course on Instagram at comicbookshopbank. Hit them up. They have continued to support the show, um, and, and we appreciate it, okay? It's a great intersection between our two projects, I might say. They've got, they just wrapped up a bitchin' sale. I hope you listened to last week's episode where we gave out the hot tip on that sale. Um, but if not, they might have some stuff left over. Go check them out. Check out the website or go in store. They've got figurines. They've got manga. They've got anime figurines like, you know, MCU, DCU figurines. Um, tons of comic books, obviously. Um, they've got those model kits for Gundams. I actually got Grant one way back. We're going to probably get another, make it together as a fun little bonding project. There's, there's just a lot of stuff you can do there. They've got plushies. They've got all the stuff. So check them out. Let them know that we sent you. And now you may enjoy the show. Psycho season one, two, three, four. Oh, hey there, Grant. Hey, Dave. How you going, you snuggle pot? <laughs> doing pretty good, pretty good. How about you? I read that that was a term in Australia. A so, snuggle pot? Yay, we will snuggle pot, mate. Here's the, how about this? I'm never going to look that up. I'm just going to take it at base value. You shouldn't, because <laughs> <Forever. laughs> it's it's graphic. You, okay. you Use it at work, see what people say. No, I'm kidding. Ooh, um, yeah. <laughs> how you doing, man? I'm good. Probably better than you. I'm exhausted. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> I feel like I was, uh, I'm, I'm just evaluating my life right now, and I feel like a couple weeks ago, I had an injury. Mm. Um, I hurt my glute. That's, a te- mm. that's the technical term for it. And uh, this week, I'm sick. You know what sure. I mean? It's just like, everything is just so rapidly downhill from a performance standpoint as you age. I... I think my new favorite part of the week is like opening up this show with just like how like not even middle age complaints about our bodies and how Dude, it's slowly degrading. This <laughs> and, is 
it, it freaks me out because like yeah like part of it and and like i'll freely admit like I, we play into it a little bit but it comes from a place of tr- like genuine honesty sure you know what i mean like at, like after 30 things just hurt a little bit longer they take longer to heal like yeah. like i had like cut myself with a knife like a couple weeks ago mm. and it's like still not good you know what i mean and i'm 31 and it's like you hear people talk about like athletes that were like when they hit 40, they're like, oh, yeah, your body just starts to crumble. Mm. Like, uh, I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm con- <laughs> I, I'm genuinely, and just between me and you, I'm considering opting out of the whole aging thing. I might just restart at 25. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'd love yeah, that. Yeah, I might just hit yeah. reset. I'm going to hit a lock-in here and yeah. uh, ro- roll the dice. This yeah. Have <laughs> you ever should se- be okay. <laughs> have you ever seen the subreddit uh, slash outside? No. It's, oh my god, it's good. It's r slash outside, and it's an entire subreddit predicated on the joke that real life is just an RPG. Sure. So, like, you'll see posts like, um, the wage mechanics are broken in this game because of my starting area. Oh my god. Or you'll see, yeah, I know, it's like, um... (laughs) feel like I uh, picked the wrong profession on my next playthrough. Should I go for two gathering professions, like skinning and mining? Mm. <laughs> or something like that? Yeah, it's pretty... Gonna, yeah. Am I, I going to get isekai and end up in an alternate level for the rest of, for the rest yeah, of this no, playthrough? Exactly. <laughs> or, like, do you, or like, do you guys feel like the game is finally worth playing once you hit level cap? Or like whatever oh. it is. <laughs> but oh it's pretty funny. Um, if only. Financially stable, but broken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, all right, God. we got a packed show. We do um, again. Okay. I, I we've been joking, like you know, we thought we had like a real psycho season back in the fall. Um, like my head is spinning right now. Like I'm actually yeah. tr- like trying to prioritize scheduling. Like we were t- we had a video chat this weekend, and oh Grant, what are you what are you plugging away at doing there? I'm like Dave, I'm just trying to lock down what days what is on. <laughs> like yeah. trying to schedule my times to watch a lot of this stuff. But there's a lot of great shit on. And yeah, uh, top of the list, Demon Slayer. Episode two, season yeah. three. Yeah, season three, episode two. There's yeah. your spoiler warning. So, um, so I feel like they, what's the word, Grant? Like it, a bit of a gotcha, bait and switch. Uh, yeah. That's the term. A bit yeah. of a bait and switch with this fucking doll. Little like, irritating, but love that. I love that. Of course, you loved it. You're a masochist. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. So they they bit of a bait and switch. It looks like uh, you know. Kokushibo, Kukushibo, the guy from the dream slash memory, but sure. it turns out to be a doll. But yes. we kind of probably learn, based on him, though. Yes, because they literally spell it out for you in the episode. They're like, sure. just to be clear, last episode that was a inherited memory. Mm. Um, I I don't know if I needed that, but uh, but I guess the TLDR is that mm-hmm. someone related or someone who came in contact with one of Tanjiro's ancestors probably named Yorichi mm-hmm. um who was probably the same guy from the flashback was like this demon slayer extraordinaire right mm-hmm. I okay think so. Yeah. so we've learned all that i guess sure. the next question is is Yorichi the same person as Kukoshibo Kokushibo slash upper one it would be weird if it wasn't right yeah, I think that would be a little too, like, that would be, see, okay, doing a bait and switch with something like this to set up lore and narrative, like, you know, like a connecting point is one thing, 
But if they were to like show all this, I think it would be a little deceiving to like yeah. the overall narrative, right? Like, Next, they're gonna be like, "It was his twin brother." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it's you know we're almost going into like sci-fi territory for like yeah. I'm gonna write right our way out of this one. Um, but yeah, no, like I don't know. It's I liked it. It's funny because you know we, we were talking about how you know we didn't expect like you know that to be like a doll or whatever, and like you know the convenience of mm-hmm. you know the inherited memories and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But thinking back, like the entertainment district arc, the first like three episodes was a lot of like, okay, like we we got we got to get a bit of a jog going here, like you know, like because we're going to be sprinting for like six seven episodes, you That's know, like, true. and I, I feel the exact same pacing. Uh, so far, because like again, this is a limited season, right? I think it's only eleven, uh, eleven episodes. Yeah, yeah. So like you know, there's a lot. I guess technically it was twelve, like with the you know the the longer pilot, but um, yeah. So I think they got to do this little clunky kind of you know you know step footing around to get some of the overall focus. Because again, like we're having another season of probably two upper ranks, you mm-hmm. know, similar to you know um, uh, Daki and Gutaru. Uh, like, Gutaru. Uh, Though it was, that was technically only one upper... Exactly, yeah, like technically weird. one, which is weird. You know, anyways, but, like, you know, plus we have, like, you know, the Love Shira and the Mr. Shira. So, like, they have a lot of legwork to do before they get to the brunt of it, right? So, like, little moments like this where, again, we do the, con- the convenience of the inherited memories and all that. It's like, uh, I get it. Like, I know what you have to do, like, imminently. So, like, mm-hmm. get it out. Let me know. <laughs> you know? It's yeah. Like it's, I mean... Yeah. I guess, like, okay, so I agree with everything you said. I guess it's probably fair to say this isn't the most plot-centric, moving-forward episode, but, like, it is a no. decent episode. There is good comedy. Good and also... Arc. Love a training arc. Dude, you know what I think I'm realizing? I think they've had a training arc every arc of the show. Like, obviously, they, in the first couple episodes of season one, it's all mm-hmm. training arc on the mountain, right? Sure, yeah. Um... As season one ends, because, you know, there's that whole forest battle, before Tanjiro gets on the Mugen train, Mm. they have a training arc. Yes. And then, after Mugen train, Tanjiro visits his uh, Rengoku's family, right? Mm -hmm. The Rengoku family. Training arc, because he's injured, right? Has to recover. Um, And then from there, Entertainment District arc. And then from there, have to recover training arc before sword sword smith village oof they have to justify that like you know shown in shown in style they yeah. have to justify the next big bat no in a way and i have it having that level up right you know like it's like it's you know it's not like uh the goku effect where i guess goku did a lot of training technically when you, when you think back on he it but did like, it did a lot of the times though it did feel like Okay, like you know, like yes, we had like minimal training here, but like my body will step up to the challenge, you know, to this mm-hmm. next guy. It's it doesn't seem like that as much in Demon Slayer. It does like it's almost on the precipice of it though. Like again, yeah. you know, it's you know, people could say like, oh, why are you guys so hard on my hero versus like you know, his, you know, Demon Slayer? But it's like Demon Slayers are doing a lot more with less time, and it's more concrete. You know, like my hero is all over the place, right? With like Huge power point. systems, you know. So like. I can give Demon Slayer a pass, like, without even breaking a sweat, right? Like, oh, yeah, I agree. You know, for, for, for something like that. But, no, I, again, training arcs are dope. I love the recovery art moments more than the training. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just funny. I think that's where they really get their comedy in is the, the recovery, which I think is such a funny a funny way to fit in comedy. It's like when people, like, they're out for the count. Yeah. And they're, like, slowly coming back. But, yeah, no. But, uh, 
but yeah, like, so, I, and this is, this is like, again, not a gripe, but like, I'm still not sure how I feel about it. The whole smelling, you know, his new power unlock of like yeah. smelling the attack. I don't know if I love it. So, here's the no thing. visual. It feels like, it's like, sorry, I'll, I'll just get this out. It make, they make it seem like there's a visual aspect to it that we're not seeing. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's something we're going to get. Like, additionally, like we see, like the line, like the thread. Yeah. But so I, I think know. they can't use the same visual. Like I don't know. Like it, they have created a bit of a problem, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, his scent, his sense of smell, is his like superpower. Sure. And they've really made it like a multitasking. Uh, he smells intent. Mm. He smells emotion. Mm. He smells the opening thread that allows him to find an opening and kill somebody. Sure. And now he smells their incoming attacks. Like, he, his nose is doing a lot of heavy lifting. Like, I think the secret to beating Tanjiro is just, like, plug him up. You know what I mean? Or see if he has any allergies. Just, throw, you know, get him stung by a bee or something. Okay, here's here's a left field theory. Mm. I'm not saying Tanjiro is a demon, right? Mm. But... A lot as like the moments have come across, it feels like the things that he is sensing is like the same things that the demons kind of prey upon. They smell the fear. They smell, mm. you know, like they have like the senses like like beasts and animals, right? Yeah. So I wonder if there's more to like you know uh, Nezuko becoming having like a demon form, like being turned into a demon that was maybe something that was already there. Interesting. And we are getting these connections with uh, Kokushibo kind of teeing that up and some connection with the family. So I, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. That's an interesting, that's an interesting thought. Like that Kokushibo guy, by the way, like I wanted to mention this, I forgot, like there was something sad about that memory, right? Mm. Like he, he was saying something to Tanjiro's ancestor, like about like, I have failed to protect everything in my life. Mm. I'm going to leave after this. You know what I mean? Like he, he had kind of a, melancholiness about him um so i'm interested to see like how he ended up as upper one if in fact he is upper one Mm. um so i don't know i just wanted to to sneak that in um i also think there's a couple things we haven't mentioned i think they're continuing down the line of like the hashiras having like very definitive characteristics yes um tokito the mist hashira yeah (laughs) archetypes yeah i think uh is um on the spectrum is his characteristic yeah i don't i don't like, like, I like honestly don't know what they're doing i say that a bit jokingly yes. but like he is like socially inept a little bit well or at least okay, it seems like, that way we're clearly you know again it's it's not fun to like you know what in the op i saw this you know you know mm-hmm. like but like there is lots of references like him having life in his eyes and having a smile and like you know oh being, yeah you know like there's like we're clearly gonna get a tee up of like why he acts and behaves the way that he does um so you know if, if it is like a spectrum thing you know i i fully see that but i also see like mm-hmm. you know they're gonna get into like you know being traumatized as you know the various you know, the various Shashiras all have baggage with demons in the world. You know, like, literally everyone. Like, they're, they're doing this for a reason, right? Um, but, yeah, yeah. I, I, I still... I hate... It actually is, like, um, like an animism that I don't like. Of, like, the... Like, the, oh, oh, you're here still. You know, like, the whole thing, like, where, you know, he, like, chops. Like, you know, uh, um, Tanjiro of, like, you know, yeah, Okay, I'm, like, done with your speech. Like, I'm moving on here kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that's funny. But, like, the whole, like... 
oh, who are you again? Like, I, I, that always annoys me. It's like, come on. Yeah. Like, you, <laughs> you're relaxing in this village. You're training. Like, you can remember who somebody is. Unless I, there is something legitimately wrong with him. So, who yeah. knows? Yeah. Um, also, just on that note of, like, nitpicking a little bit. Like, the, mm. the whole idea of archetypes and, like, you know, him having his, whatever it ends up being. And, like, the love Hashira, I forget her name right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, her whole purpose her her driving motivation is to like meet a man i was like i feel like we probably could have done a touch better than that (laughs) like you know but again as the same for the mystic here they are gonna unload some of this right but yeah that's the tricky thing is 11 episodes or i guess you know nine more episodes yeah how are they going to effectively is it going to be like all right you guys each get one episode we're going to do our best just like knock this out of the park to get some you know because like tengen they worked that in over a few and they also have we had the the bonus of the wives being able to tell like their perspective of who he is and why Uh the way he is right like we don't necessarily have at this point like an obvious you know character companions or people that can fill in these these two hashiras right so yeah it's I'm I'm very interested, like just the mechanics of how they're gonna kind of. Not saying they're not gonna land the plane, but it's like they're gonna have to do something different to land the plane, right? Like it's yeah. How it's, how, yeah. how many episodes was season two? Do you know or the entertainment district arc? I think it's the same. I think it was eleven. Or eleven 12. or twelve, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean they paced that fine in the end. Um, but like I said, it's it was you know. I, there was a less moving parts, like physically, yeah, yeah. Like, character-wise, right? You know, yeah, like, yeah. there was a lot, but you know, Tengen kind of got smashed in with you know his, the wives and all that, and they maybe, did a lot of the heavy lifting too. So maybe they it genuinely will be like a Zenitsu less season because they want to bring back um, that the kid with the oh. scars and the yeah uh, Bakugo there, yeah, yeah Bakugo kid in the pool. Like maybe they want to sub him in because he's on like a lot of the art. Yes, and they got rid of Zenitsu in the first season. Or in the first episode, so who knows? Well, they've said Inosuke and Zenitsu are not in this season. Oh, at all. At all? At all. Oh, because, you know, Inosuke is at them least... Up top. We got them up top. Yeah. You know, they're all doing the thing. Apparently, this is just Tanjiro. And... Oh, no, you're right, because we, we saw Inosuke interact with Tanjiro, but it was before he got to the village. So, yes. yeah, he's not even there. Yeah. Interesting. We don't even know where, where this village is, right? Like, yeah, it'd be very again, curious to see that. what they do comedically like obviously they still had a lot of funny bits but like mm. so much of that comes from the trio you don't bring in a voice actor the guy that does you know bakugo you don't bring that guy in to like not do that voice and shtick right yeah so. is it actually the same guy yeah oh are you serious yeah that's yeah. so funny he's literally doing the bakugo voice the and he says die like that's yeah. so funny you know and that's the thing too like i know like you know um another notable uh role for that voice actor is in Haikyuu and in uh. you know he plays Nishinoya oh you've told and me this you would ne- like it's you know like there's like you know um you know like vocal emblances that you see and whatnot that kind of you know like, oh that's clearly him and all that but it, it, very much a different role and tone and this and that so like you know the actor can do it but like they got him to do Bakugo like there's a, a reason for that so yeah of course uh, but uh no I'm I am excited to see all that so, um fucking Demon Slayer so like you just you're stoked every time yeah. it fires up. You're like, "Well, let's go!" This is gonna be like 23 minutes of like. It sick. is a big time, like let's go yeah. show. Yeah, they yeah. better. Um, obviously, the, the big cliffhanger in this episode is we break the doll and there's a sword revealed. Oh yeah, that uh, they didn't sword that secret sword that's somewhere out in the woods. Yeah, let's find it next episode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but whatever, it's whatever. Um, I'm sure it'll be a little power boost for our boy. Um, 
And I will say, like, now that Yorichi's head was cut off, like, I don't know if they're going to find it, like, that's the excuse that no one mentions that he's wearing the same earrings mm. as Tanjiro, but, like, to not mention that and have them there is a little ridiculous, but whatever. Yeah, if, like, they made it sound like Tanjiro was out in the woods for, like, three, four weeks, yeah. or, you know, or uh, roughly, or whatever, maybe a little less, training with, you know, he didn't pick up on the... The earrings the whole time you're swinging at him dodging yeah. his blades but uh. and he remember yeah like we flash back to his dad wearing the same earrings it's like mm-hmm. come on guys but whatever um yeah we gotta move on god we, we got so much to talk about steven slayer you get caught in tricks on that one vinland saga season two episode 15 mm. there's your spoiler warning yeah storm um pretty good episode awesome what episode. do you what did you think bud um well again <laughs> I love when they work a title into like the tone and narrative of uh, the story itself. In, you know, specifically this episode, you know, the coming storm and all that. A uh, lot of visual storytelling with the weather, which was just you know, visually stunning. Probably one of my highlights of the episode is you know it's all like nightmarish and windy and stormy yeah. up on the hill, and then as it fades out to. Thorfinn and Einar the following morning you can slowly see the light coming out and the rain stop and you can see like the reflections of the puddles you know from the sun like and you know and matching that up of you know Thorfinn like really trying to be steadfast of like no like I made a declaration to, like of no violence right and like just this brightness and positivity and trying <sighs> and then you know and, and previously we have like just how fucked up all that is with you know Arnheed and up in Gardar and yeah, they um Really, really good visual story. I have a complaint about an episode that we're going to talk about um, of a different anime. I think in the... Same yeah. studio? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same studio, but in the back half of the show after the news feed. And okay. um, yeah. consider this your foreshadowing, because what I want to bring up is I think we have just enough of Arnheed's character and mm. um, Aner, Einer's um investment in her we've had we spent just enough time with all of these people collectively yeah that the stakes really matter to me truly um and aren't he like clearly that was a difficult decision deciding Mm -hmm. to free him knowing that if you're caught you're both dead Hmm. um and We we don't know that she chose to free free him though well what do you mean her knife was there she cut him loose not necessarily, like, I think, you know, like, he, he, there was a sword on the ground, like, after he made the bite, right? Like, there is, there is a possibility he broke, like, he could have, you know, in quotations, kidnapped her from that scene. No I, chance. <laughs> 90, I'm just saying. I'm like, just they, saying. They, they I did a close-up of the knife. They did a close-up of the knife that he told her to grab. No, I, I, yes, Dave, I know that. But, like, I, they're really stressing the point of how conflicted she is. Like, she did not want yeah. to go up there. She was conflicted and she did. You know, again, I I think there is a possibility where, like, she was not willing to go with him. Truly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe I'll give you that. But I think she definitely freed him. Like, the guy who couldn't free himself all of a sudden frees himself. Because well, he, th- he probably thought he was dead on the spot. Like, he'd never see her again. And then she comes to him. Probably got, like, a little bit of, you know, kick of life into him. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, that can't be apology. Your... He got his apology out, you know, like the, she, you know, she made her, again, she never should have apologized, which is the crazy thing. It just goes to show, like, how yeah. awful it was for, you know. Well, okay, but, but, right. uh, anyway, we're getting delayed. We're, but we're give me here. this. I, I, I think you have to assume that most viewers' reasonable expectation when they see that scene is that she obviously let him go. Like, yeah, fine, there's like, mm. there's like the 
angle of I, like maybe it's a conspiracy, maybe he freed himself and he took her with him. But like you don't think push came to shove, she was like, Alright, fuck it. Like it's my husband, he's dying, it's life or death. There's a knife. Next scene is they're both gone, the knife he told her to get is lying with the ropes that were binding his hands. Yes. No, Dave, I yeah, that is what it looks like. But I am saying next week I'm calling it like if it is that way, I think they completely set I think they set the path for what I'm saying to have happened. Right. Okay. You know? I I think both could be true. Like he may have yes, taken her 100%. He may have taken her against her will. Mm-hmm. But I think she let him go. With 5 feet of like wiggle room, he was able to bite a man's throat out. So like, I think he could hassle his way out of those ropes. That's I'm, two. Ro- that's two throats bitten out in the same week. Different animes. <laughs> same studio. Same studio. <laughs> yeah. So some weird's going on over there. Um. But, uh, yeah. So yeah, all no, of that. No. Uh, good point. Fair enough. Fair enough. But um, I guess my point was, I appreciated the stakes yes. and the conflict, and that mm. worked like really really well and i'm like genuinely worried about them and Mm -hmm. snake and how all this all turns out at first watch i was a little like okay i get that like they're pacing it and like i know there's chaos coming but like it is episode 15 we don't have many left Mm -hmm. so like when is the inevitable explosion coming because they're really taking their time with this um i think this is resolved uh next week yeah. And episode closes to. I don't think Arn Arnhide lives. I think this is going to get ugly and uh, and brutal. And Kettle's going to come back. Yeah, they're there's... they're going to arrive back as like Snake like lets loose or whatever or Gardar kills her or whatever. Yeah. I think I think Gardar is going to find out that she is pregnant and he's going to go fucking bananas. Oh, uh, he might kill her. Yeah, he yeah. seems like the. I I can't remember. He's clearly unhinged. Like you know, again, he's been a slave for you know again. Huh. Have they implied, like, spousal abuse from his end? Or is it just, like, we all feel like he probably is that guy? Well, no, because she had the line of he was a good man, but, like, you know, wasn't, like, you know, again, like, the their marriage was chosen for them. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, like, you know, she uh, uh, that speech she has with uh, the old, uh, Kettle's old man there. Yeah. Uh, the old master of, you know, like... You know, men just choose what they want to do. Like, you know, there's not really much that we could say or do in the situation, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, like, she alluded that, you know, maybe he was disillusioned to, like, power and protection of the village. And, you know, what, you know, all the, you know, the bullshit that comes along with all that. But I don't think he was inherently bad. Right. But he was, went to a battle, was clearly, you know, taken as a slave, has been living this life. Like, he's not the same person. Like, you know, what he has done, I don't think... Again, like they really make him seem brutish and like yeah. a, like, a, like a beast, right? A wild but like, animal. But he's like really not. As far as we know, like in his pre-slave life, like he wasn't a bad man, right? He was just it's circumstantial, like what's going on right now. So mm-hmm. it's, but he's clearly cracked. Like you know, he killed his captors, which you know, good for him. Like you mm-hmm. know, slavery is awful. Um, <laughs> so it's I don't know. It, it again, Vinland Saga is crushing this season with like just like the morality of like the world and like trying to decipher it and you know and then Einar is like the absolute sends it home this episode like he's just sitting there fucking like brooding you know like trying to take it all in and just showing how just how fucked up it all is you know there's nothing you can do like you know like they're not even thinking about being free anymore they're just like this is just like (laughs) the world 
you know, like we're free now, but this is just like the world that we have to live in. So it's, I don't know. It's. Uh... I, I will say, you know, to your point, like maybe Arnhie dies. Like I think there's zero chance all these innocent people, um, whether you consider Garter innocent or not, but you know, between Arnheed, Einar, Kettle, the old Kettle, like there's no way all these innocents make it out alive in, in the coming conflict. No. You know, between Knut's army um, arriving, because we haven't seen them in a little bit as well. So maybe they are really planning like the perfect storm. Like Knut arrives at the same time Kettle does, at the same time Snake finds Garter and Arnie. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's yeah, just going to be. Kettle gets back, you know attempting to like you know make battle preparations and it's just an absolute chaos and disarray like they you know like they don't even have time to properly yeah. prepare because like because they've said what like canute is three days oh, god you know who would die uh would have a good death too in the middle of all the chaos leaf yeah yeah per- that'd be, that'd be per- <laughs> right as thorfinn and him finally you know what i mean like he finds him Leaf is going to have just enough time to let him know roughly where Vinland is, and yeah. uh, he's going to catch one. Thorfinn sure. had a great monologue on yes. um, on yeah. just sort of Norse heritage and about mm-hmm. about, um, about their values and how, you know, what Norsemen value and how, like, you're kind of trained, the idea, like, the way you acquire wealth and respect is by preparing your sons for war so that they can go and glorify themselves in it and come home. Um and that doesn't really his whole the idea of like eradicating slavery via eradicating war is very interesting i wonder if we're going to get like a monk thorfinn arc but probably not i think what's probably more likely is like he has changed the way his mind works and what he wants to accomplish and i think in this one in this episode specifically he says i'll never take another human life Mm -hmm. and like he's he's gonna right he or he's at least going to be faced under perilous circumstances with that choice i think the like to me the big stand obviously is this scene you know like the two monologues back and forth between thorfinn and einer but the thing like you know that really stands out to me is you know when thorfinn is explained that you know like i don't want to take you know i refuse to take another life and you know and einer's like you know and the the thing the important thing now is to for like how einer's feeling emotionally is like they have been friends for a long time now yeah, it's right? been like, years, right? It's been years, and, like, they really know each other, and Einer knows the struggle. You know, probably the only person that truly understands, mm-hmm. you know, the what Thorfinn has been through. Obviously, he wasn't involved in all that, but, like, you know, to hear it from his friend. And to see the frustration and, like, the kind of the inverse opinion of Einar's, like, yeah, but, like, you can't, you have to take a life to protect. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately and to see, like, you know, the one who was never a warrior, and he's pretty much only been a slave... You know, he was a farmer and he was a slave. He wasn't a warrior and then a slave. You know, so, like, mm-hmm. to see them not fighting, but, like, to see frustration in, like, one... To be frustrated with one you love yeah. in that moment and, like, you know, but also at the same time trying to be compassionate and be like, no, like, I feel you, dude. You know, like, it's... Ah, oh, such a good scene. Like... Fantastic the, scene. Einar and Thorfinn, you know, it's, it's one of those things where... Like, I'm so glad we have Canute. You know, we have that storyline and we can go away, we can come back. And just the way they've, like, effectively built Thorfinn and Einar's relationship and the way they can jump around between different storylines and come back. And they just do such a good job showing, like, how much they've grown as people and friends and, you know, men. And, yeah, just, oh, fuck, I love this show. It's so fucking good. And, again, again every week, just, like, you know, credits. You're like, ah, you know, you're just yeah. like, I could have used, like... It, two more minutes of that it's speaking of feeling conflicted with people that you love let's mm. talk about uh barry season four 
Grant, was I behind on this, or was this a double season premiere? Yeah. They it was this, a double? They did this last year, or season three as well, I believe. Okay, so I watched, um, I actually watched them a night apart, um, oh, so I got some distance between episodes one and two. I, I should have done that. Um, so there's your spoiler warning for uh, Barry season four, ep one and two. I think, um, I'll, I'll kick us off real quick here, Grant. Mm-hmm. I, I mean... Number one, I will admit, I should have watched a recap. Um, I forgot like where a couple of the chess pieces were. Um, and I had a lot, to be, a yeah, lot of movement in season y- three. You didn't realize that... I didn't realize Barry was that kind of show, but it is very much... And don't come with your pitchforks at this comparison, but like it is kind of a Breaking Bad-esque type show in that like mm-hmm. a lot of characters have a lot of motives. There are a lot of irons in the fire um simultaneously and it's shorter and it's tighter it's break it's almost always so yeah, break 30 minute ish so th- there's just a lot but i think the number one thing for me um and i know i probably sound like a broken record but i think it's even better than last season is is the uh direction mm-hmm. um i think bill Hader's making he's bre- uh, directed both uh episodes and he's doing all season yeah and he has just made some choices that i feel like I'm getting better at noticing these kinds of things. Sure. Um, Severance did that. Severance taught taught us a lot as viewers of TV, I find. Yeah. And um, he's treating it, and maybe this is like intentionally kind of meta, but there are scenes in episode one and episode two that are like filmed exactly like a play is filmed. Mm. Or a play would be done on stage. Like, sure. There's this scene in the prison courtyard in the pilot, or in the premiere, rather, mm-hmm. um, where Barry is hallucinating, and he, mm. he sees Sally in the middle of the courtyard, and he goes to walk to her, but, like, and it's all choreographed, right? Like, it's one long take. They do so many wonders in this show. Mm. Um, and she goes through a door, and then out comes Fuchs. And then there's, like, this revolving table scene with Cristobal and Noho Hank in episode mm. two. And it's just like, holy shit, the, like, this is complex. Like, these, these actors don't just have to remember their lines and, like, do the performance, but they, like, they have to figure out where their marks are, the speed of how they speak versus how long they're walking. Like, you have to do that with everything, like, hit your mark and all that. But he has made it infinitely more complex. Um, there was, like, yeah. sim- similar to the Sally, like, the, you know, the, where, the, in the courtyard, or in the yard, in prison, mm. uh, there's a scene where it's almost like the recreate outside of the, uh, the acting class, and it was, it was so quick, and actually, it was, it was disorienting of, like, it was, like, how did they do that? Like, how did they make that transition of the yard into, like, that door where everyone's, like, waiting to go in? I think it's when Sally's sitting on the stairs. Yeah. And he's walking towards her, and then, like, the, the rest of the group and the class comes out. Uh, interesting that, you know, they don't include Henry Winkler in uh, yeah in, uh, in that scene. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just very, very cool. But, There's uh, another scene, actually, of Barry. He's in his cell, I believe, and he's hallucinating, looking in the desert. Mm. He's looking at his child self be kind of groomed by Fuchs, which I think mm. is a huge uh, drop. Um, yeah, I knew, like, obviously he has been groomed by Fuchs, but I never realized it was, like, so From childhood? Yeah. It's pretty fucked up. Um, Fuchs is such human garbage, it's unreal. He is. But they go from that to a running bridal party, running past his childhood self, past Mm -hmm. the desert, and into a wedding hall. Mm -hmm. In one take. And, like, it's like an outdoor to indoor shot. And maybe there's, like, a sneaky edit in there, because, like, I imagine with lighting and shit, that would be complicated. Sure. Um, but I was like, even then, I, I like rewound it. I was like, that was so 
damn cool. So anyway, I guess my, my long-winded way of saying, um, I love the direction. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the content, though? Like, um, do you feel like this is way darker than it has been in the past? It This show has been, like, a black hole from the beginning. I think yeah. season one, <clears throat> season one was, I think different in a way because they had to. I think like there was the expectation that it was like meant to be a comedy, and it, it was like more comedy than dark. And then yeah. like, as people watch, they realized like no, it's it, it is truly the opposite. Um, yes, and then I think once like you know it, it's not like you know like Bill Hader and you know the producers and people you know people making the show. We're like, okay, they watched that first season. We can comfortably do what we want to do now. Right. But I think, like, the feedback was, like, so good on, like, probably the goal. They could just, like, double down on it since that. And from, like, seasons two, three, and four, again, it's a black hole. Like, it's, like, no one is is going to escape this. I'm seeing some criticism that people feel like it's betraying the roots of the show. And I don't really feel that way. To me, it feels feels a little bit of a... Um, black hole is a good term. Another term might be like a bit of a downward spiral. Again, kind of similar to Breaking Bad, right? Mm. Breaking Bad was always dark, but it got awful towards. It feels the end. like Mr. Robot in a lot of ways too, right? Like where it's so bleak, and but it's just yeah. you're trying to hold on to the real world of it all, right? Yeah. That you know, there's like no way this stuff is happening because like this seems so outlandish, but at the same time, it is yeah. really grounded and it's playing with you know your mind and whatnot. I just got to say, freaking um, <laughs> uh, Gene do, uh, doing a live play to the reporter of, like, the events dying. of everything is, like, give him another Emmy. Like, that was... And... <laughs> that and, was so good. And his Barry accent being bad is, yes. like... Like, that was obviously a choice, but it was, was, it choice, was the yeah. smartest choice. Like, of course he's not actually good when it comes down to it. You know what I mean? Like, I know. I know. Uh, yeah, I, I loved that. I didn't think he would do it that way. Like, um, he yeah, can't help himself. He, he can't. Cannot, he cannot help himself. At the end of the he's first episode, person. I was like, this guy's going to leak something in the press. And then yeah. literally he does a one-man play. Well, it, it, you know, in, yeah, again, like, in private, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah. I also love, I loved a lot his delivery... When he's talking to, um, uh, I'm blank. What was what was the his, uh, his girlfriend? The one that Barry killed his girlfriend, the guy's daughter. I forget, but yeah. Um, and so he's talking to the father, and you know they're, <clears throat> you know, uh, he's like, yeah, like you know, Gene, you pulled it off, and da da da. You know, kudos to being an actor, and just the way he goes, like, yeah, man, like when you sat me down, like you scared the shit out, like, just the, oh, like yeah, the way yeah, the yeah. way he delivered, like how scared he was, yeah. and that is the cue that he's gonna betray him. And, like, he is going to leak it to the press. And I was like, yeah, it's very, very good stuff. Oh, there's another thing that I have to mention. Like, one of the best scenes I've probably fucking seen. Um, I've never seen... I mean, I'm sure I have, but, you know, recency bias. Sally going home and her parents Mm. driving her nuts. Oh, my God. That was... um, With how obtuse they are. And they're barely doing anything than being their insufferable selves. But it's driving her insane right and yet she comes across as the um unstable one mm-hmm. but you as the viewer you know exactly why she's lashing out yeah. I, that was one of the best scenes i've just seen between her performance she is so good she has always been great in this show oh my god um, i yeah. i was just like i know exactly how you feel. i feel like every kid has been frustrated with their parents that's not like a hot take but it's just like the way they drove her crazy i was like i can't believe how good this is like this is this is fucking 
amazing. It's so hard to it's, translate that specific emotion to film, and they did it. It's weird to say, like, <laughs> you know, the moment I enjoy it, like, the most authentic is, like, when she explodes, like, that scream, that was, like, you know, it, seeing people scream in movies and, like, when they blow up or, like, they yeah. fly off the handle, like, it always, there's just always, like... All right, we're acting here. Yes, like exactly. It, it was like she was having a mental breakdown. Like truly, you know, like her mom just found that all right heat-seeking missile to your heart. You know, just like you know the way that you know some parents can be. And also like the bumbling dad of like, you know, he is like trying to be like the good guy, but at the end of the day, like he's he's more than a bumbling idiot. Like he's just clueless and like he yeah you you know, could... he immediately is trying to fill it. Oh yeah, like I could really you know like I don't want to do paperwork. So like, can you replace my assistant for like two weeks? Like yeah, like, what an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. trying, but just so ineffective, inept. Not uh, equipped. Yeah, not equipped. And and yeah, you're you're totally right, dude, about her, her breakdown. That was a daughter losing it on her mm. mother for a million reasons, and not an actor, like, you know, like, having their big acting Emmy moment. You know what yeah. I mean? This is going in my reel. This is like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if I have much else. I, I do have one question on Barry. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, you know, the Breaking Bad thing is really like ringing true to me right now because, you know, I think a lot of the intent there was to see how people would be divided on the protagonist sure. towards the end. Um, and I'm curious, do you, does a part of you, um, really feel bad for Barry and where he is right now? Or do no. you feel like he kind of, you know, made the bed? Oh yeah. He made the bed and shit in it and like didn't bother to clean it up, you know, like it's yeah. just there. Is it there sitting with him? Yeah, yeah. He had no, this, like, um... Again, I understand. Like he's he was in, you know he has PTSD. You know, he, oh yeah. All, like again, he has all the notes of like a tragic character. But at the end of the day, like he chose to come back to the real world and murder people. So yeah, he know, has this as, line. You know, twisted he was, but yeah, he has this line uh, when he's. I think he's apologizing to Fuchs. Is it Fuchs? Mm. Yeah, it might be Fuchs yeah. or uh, Kuzanow. But he has this line about. I don't, yeah, it is Fuchs. He says, I don't think we'd be in here if I try, if I didn't try to understand myself. Because he talks mm. about, you know, how, you know, you were right. I never should have gone to that stupid acting class. None of this would have happened. And it was like, Jesus, like, there's this 1% of me. immediately that like, betrays him. Yeah, of course. Um, but there's yeah. this 1% of me that was like, you are such a broken human being. And I kind of feel bad. Um, well, yeah, you can feel, you can feel bad for him, but also be like, you deserve to be where you are. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, yeah. the bodies speak for themselves. Um, speaking of bodies, uh, Mandalorian season three, episode seven. So obviously you're listening to this. Yeah. yeah, this is the penultimate. Um, you're listening to this and the finale has come out. We're a day late. I mean, listen to me. I'm, we barely married, made it today. Okay. So mm. next week. We'll have coverage on the finale, but today we got to talk about the penultimate. A lot of chess pieces are on the board right now. They've kind of finally brought Moff Gideon out of the shadows. Whoops, spoiler alert. Um, but there's a, it's a pretty dense episode. Um, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, we've yeah. been a little hit miss on it this season, so I want your reaction first. You're the resident uh, Star Wars guy. How do you feel about it? Uh, I... It's a miss, I think. This is another, like, another... Like, again, it is a... It has good elements to the episode. Yeah. You know, them as, you know, <clears throat> as a united front going to Mandalore, that was cool. So, the second, like, the Moff Gideon reveal and, like, you know, they're being attacked by, you know, Beskar, Mandalorian-geared stormtrooper. Yeah. It's just like, I, I don't give a fuck. Like, this is not... 
you know, they blew their load with the Thrawn stuff earlier in the episode. And that's like, okay, that's what I'm in for. That's the uni- that's the part of the universe that I love. What you're doing right now is kind of messy. Okay. Not really. It just, again, they have a direction, but to me, in, in my, you know, grumpy old man chair, it seems a little directionless, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. So I'll tell you what I pulled out of it. Um, I, you know, because I, I did visit a Star Wars, like, subreddit afterwards to be like, yeah. how do people feel about this? Yeah. Because I've been very in the dark other than talking to you about it, and I was like... And the reactions seemed positive. People, it is mostly positive. Yeah, people yeah. seem to be like, oh, finally, now we know Moff Gideon's, like, base was on Mandalore. Of course it was. That makes so much sense because, like, mm-hmm. I guess we didn't know where it would be. And I guess, like, it, it fills a couple holes, which is nice. Well, they who explained... was spreading the rumors the planet was cursed, right? Like, it yeah. was clearly him, like, putting that out there. So um, that was cool. Like, stuff like that, yeah. I like. Yeah. They, they, they talked about how he acquired the Darksaber to begin with, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, what's his face? Again, we already said the spoiler warning. Uh, pa Vizsla has a good death. Yes. Um, the Praetorians was interesting. Yeah, I think that's just their way of like, because they're trying to work backwards from the Rise of Skywalker, right? E- the cloning stuff. Yes. Like, and the Palpatine. And so they're, they're taking existing pieces that were adjacent to that world and they're like, okay, we can throw them in here to like... I think they're just trying. Yeah, they're trying to reverse their way back. Into are it, Praetorians so. supposed? Are they supposed to be force sensitive people? I believe they are like Jedi killers, right? Or like that yeah. was like kind of a part, like the royal guard. Like yeah. they were chosen for a specific reason. Yeah, it's just like, um, but they're not outright like Sith with red lightsabers. No, I think they're just like yeah, force sensitive. Okay, and um, Project Necromancer is that Again, bringing back Palpatine? Yeah, they're backloading. Yeah. Which is, like, the most, like, friggin', like, you know, red light warning, like, all right, this is clearly what this is, which made me laugh, but, uh... Yeah, okay, fine. Um, all right, I think that was most of my questions. Din's captured by the Stormtroopers. I'm sure we'll get him back next episode. Um, Bo-Katan. Oh, he pledges his loyalty to Bo-Katan and gives her back the Darksaber. He already did that, but you know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I guess, you know... I have asked you a couple times, like, is this going to connect episode six and seven and like fill in the space therein? And like, now I'm starting to understand, like, maybe not just this, but this alongside the Ahsoka show and then the well, Mandalorian no, this movie. Is, this is for sure teeing up, you know, uh, and this is probably the biggest step connecting six and seven. Oh, um, yeah. Because, well, no, because like a whole big thing of the Thrawn stuff and like the legacy or the Legends Star Wars books, like... Uh, like what was like non or when uh, sorry when Marvel bought or Disney bought uh, Star Wars like they just went through a bunch of stuff said no 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 this is legend stuff this is not canon mm. it's good shit you know we'll you know whatever um, but like a big part of the Thrawn books which is where the cre- character was created um, was like you know this heir to the Empire thing right like you know mm. bringing back and I think they're kind of I haven't read those books but what I did kind of piece together is. I think him coming back is what gives the new order the kickstart, right? So yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think so I don't. The, yeah, I didn't know who Thrawn was. I'm like, is this? I'm. I'm sure this guy matters. He was. He was an. He was an admiral. Admiral in the Empire during like Vader's reign. Like, and is Vader he... hated him but respected him because like he's merciless and like one of the best tacticians in the galaxy. Kind was of thing. Was he? Was he Sith? No, he's just a dude. No. Like, so literally he, just, like, uh, a tactician general. And or he's, admiral. he's not orange lightsaber guy from the Ashoka trailer. 
Ahsoka no, Jedi. no, he's uh, he's a okay. blue alien with red eyes. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So he's, he's yeah. very honestly, Dave, very good character. <laughs> like what a one of the best villains in the Star Wars universe. As far as the interconnectivity between the major episode titles, I mean, the whole Shadow Camp Council thing, as like slightly corny as that is, it is like that's canon. That's known. No, yeah. no, but I mean, yeah, it's like it's connective tissue, right? It's yes. like okay, here are the remains of the Empire mm. actively plotting their return, and like we do need some of that, right? Like they, we need to see where these people came from, how it all worked. I'm interested in that. Well, the cool thing, too, I find a little Easter egg in that, is uh, in episode 7, 8, I can't remember when he pops in, but uh, not Brandon Gleason, but his son there. Um, the guy, Hux, he, he was... Uh, Hux. Oh, yeah, his, his dad was on the council. His, his dad was on the council, so I'm like, this is their, you know, this is, I think this is the proof that, you know, Thrawn coming back in Ahsoka and what's going on in the Shadow Council is going to kickstart uh, True say. The, uh, the bridge between 6 and 7, so... Okay, so yeah. I, I'm excited about the finale. Well, we'll talk about it next week. I am too, yeah. yeah. Maybe uh, <laughs> if we don't run too late, maybe we'll watch it tonight. Yeah. Um, okay, news feed. Yeah. We're going to breeze through some of this, because yeah. we got another like four or five shows to talk about. Yeah, we, we, got, we got some talking to do. Uh, so the trailer for the, uh, the John Wick series, The Continental, uh, was released. Um, I'm not caught up, so I haven't watched it, but I, people are pretty excited based off this People trailer. are stoked. I think it has Ana de Armas. I don't even know if she's in the trailer, though. I didn't see her. But, um, oh, she's in this? I thought she was getting her own thing called oh, The Ballerina. Maybe. Oh, no. I think that's why I didn't see her in the trailer. That makes okay. more sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, world building. Sweet. Get it. Um, speaking of which, trailer for The Penguin coming out in 2024 was released. I think there's rumors that our Pats is gonna, or our bats rather is going to show up in this, which you I guess to. would make sense. Yeah, you have to. Um, so it's official. The Harry Potter series is coming to HBO or Max. Sorry, mm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So that that is uh, coming down, and we'll we'll talk more about more on that in the Q and A. Uh, we had a question about that from one we of our did. listeners, but uh, so yeah. Um, Smart List, the podcast with, uh, help me out, Grant, Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, Will Arnett, yeah. They have a great interview podcast where they get, like, huge A-listers. It's a big, like, pick-me-up podcast, I think. Yeah. Just, they have overwhelming positivity in a not-corny way. Sure. Um, and it's been, I think, extremely successful. And they're getting their own fucking documentary, because they did, like, a string of live shows. Okay. Um, and I think they're doing a six-part uh, HBO docu-series on, like, this little live tour they went on. Wild. And it's just hilarious, like, how... I don't know. I, I think it's hilarious how successful it was. I'm kind of interested, so I'll probably watch it. You, are you a regular listener? I tune in for the names I really like. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, they've got big... I would say maybe one out of every, like, five or ten. Oh, fine. Yeah, I mean, it's good for a drive. Um, so, the True Detective... Uh, Trailer dropped. Uh, this is the season starring. I think it's called North Country. It stars Jodie Foster. Um, I think it's a Night Country. Night Country. Sorry, nailed uh, it. Looks sick. Dude. I okay. Um, you've seen season one. I've watched them all. Yeah. Okay. So 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 have I. Um, I think two is underrated. Two okay. is underrated, but also considered the weakest for sure by many. Um, three was a step up, I think. But uh, my question wasn't even that. My question was, do you think they're connecting season four night country to season one did you uh, see some of the imagery in that trailer okay so here's the thing right so there was eldritch themes in season one with the yellow king stuff right that's yeah. like you know um and this the whole, carcosa symbol you know what i'm talking the, about yeah that spiral yeah carcosa so the thing with you because know, this all takes place up in antarctica i believe or the arctic 
North. It's North. Obviously, yeah. it's, it, anyways. So I think they're gonna take a swing at like uh, at the Mountains of Madness, like the H.P. Lovecraft thing. Like they're gonna, which is you know again similar Eldritch Cthulhu type vibes. So I think in imagery, it's probably gonna be the closest to one because you know there's a lot of pre-existing narrative to like you know like the gothic horror and whatnot so yeah but uh i am uh i am all for it jody foster is the best so i haven't seen her in something in a long time mm-hmm. i love that they get these names for this show so yeah i rewatched i rewatched panic room not too long ago probably <laughs> last last year and uh awesome is this, <laughs> so, isn't awesome that movie. a fincher movie it is yeah so yeah. interesting um paramount plus is developing a galaxy quest series in news for fathers everywhere Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> there you go. Stuff. The but, father. Yeah, the father has spoken. Um, so, like I said, or you and I were talking off mic about this. There is a lot of Jonathan Majors news right now. Again, there's the announcement of like the PR, his PR firm dropping him, his agency dropping him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have in the past like dunked on Ezra Miller for similar behavior. So, mm-hmm. again, we don't know what's going on here, but there is like a lot of pretty telling signs. Yeah, I mean, so... Again, we we'll talk about it later and all that, but it's it'll be curious to see what Marvel does in the coming. Very, years. very interesting. I think like you know, um, it's a pretty serious assault allegation, and yeah, like Marvel has so much. Invested. A video got leaked too, right? Oh, like no. Did, uh, of the appar- Sorry, apparently there is a video hasn't been leaked, but I imagine that will make its way. Out, yeah, it sounds so. pretty rough, but um, you know, yeah, like the these situations are always so dicey. And, you know, with the studio invested in it, um, literally, like, Kang is supposed to be their next Thanos. And everyone is, like, talking about how Marvel is kind of a shadow of its former self. This is the last thing they need. I'm just curious how the studio is going to handle it, how Jonathan Majors himself will handle it publicly. Mm. Um, yeah, more well, to come, Well, a couple, like, there is, like, a, uh, he was, there's some pretty... I think he had some military ads, or Army, U.S. Army ads. Those got dropped. Oh. Um, and then... I believe there's a movie that he was supposed to, or there was a movie that he is in and it's not getting like, uh, I think it was supposed to be at a, uh, movie, per, like a, holy cow, like a can, not cans or whatever, but like a, a movie, uh, festival, a, a festival, uh, and it will not be premiering at that festival now. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, he was, so, he was yeah, just coming off those lines. Yeah. from what I heard. He had a great performance in that movie Creed. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, we'll see where that goes. And then uh, in cooler Jonathan news, John Mulaney has an upcoming uh, Netflix comedy special that he's currently doing some press for. Grant, I was just listening to a podcast he did with, of all people, Theo Vaughn. Oh my God. It is one of the weirdest, most interesting things. Like every now and then, like these, you know, comedians. Whose show is it? Is it Mulaney's show or is it Theo's show? show? Oh, it's yeah. easy to forget <laughs> like some yeah. like the, all these comedians have all these podcasts right and they're all so big mm. but it there is like a bit of a you can get a little fatigued right it's it's frankly kind of like marvel movies right like you've seen the opening act so many times sometimes like mm. they're also they're also similar so i've been kind of tuned out of a comedy podcast for a while there is a new one i should show you called are you garbage have you heard of it i have not no. oh my god you would love it it's so funny <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, the Theo Vaughn, John Mulaney podcast is, I mean, for one, I'm an hour and a half in and they're mostly talking about how fuck, like how intense their lives have been. Cause they're both people actively in recovery mm. and they're just so different. Mm. So watching them like trying to communicate despite barely speaking the same language is hilarious. 
But they both have, like, good comedic timing, so it, like, works. You know what I mean? Theo Vaughn kills me. I love him. Oh, my so God, funny. dude. He's he's hilarious. It's just so funny, because, like, you know, we're obviously not from, like, the American South, but, you know, where we grew up, you know, and, and everywhere. There's people, there's guys like him everywhere, just that yeah. have that, uh, that resonance and that timing. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, I know three of those guys, and I love yeah. them, too, you know? <laughs> like it's, we had this boy around my house, man. Yeah. His name was Gert, dude. And he, he wore a wooden shirt, man. <laughs> His father, dude, he, he made him his wooden shirt, man. He had this brother named Tot, T-O-T. You looking to buy a boat, brother? <laughs> <laughs> I was two sweaters in the winter, son. <laughs> or, no, two, yeah, I was two wife beaters, two tank tops in the winter. That's how broke we were. Um, okay, that's it for news feed. Uh, Dr. Stone. Dr. Stone, thank you. So, okay. you're, you have not started season three. I have not, but I watched the one hour special. And that's like three episodes of anime so yeah give me a break you're, i'm not hey i ain't busting balls you're watching dr stone that's uh, all that matters i i gotta be honest with you grant i was yeah. like kind of dreading this i don't know why i was like i don't know if i'm gonna like it season two is kind of weak i think or i, I remember yes. not loving yeah. the ending of season two and i was like agreed so we weren't super high on it and i was like man if it's more of that like i might have to break the news to grant that i might be out on this thing but I made the pro like I made it vocal when I watched the Reese uh, special. I was like, "This is superior than anything in season two. So, with that said, I have a pretty hot take. I will say that I think Doctor Stone Ryusu is superior to anything they did in season two. Word. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's probably not really much uh, to elaborate on here. Um, it's fantastic, strong animation, lots of plot movement. Like they actually did stuff. In the whole, the whole hour. <laughs> creating currency? How great was that? <laughs> they created currency. There's new characters that, like, don't overtake the whole show. Yeah. They just, like, blend in very quickly. There's tech and comedy. It's everything... If you, like, watched Dr. Stone and you were like, oh, I don't know about season two, like, the, the one-hour special is everything you would want. It's, if you were such a huge fan yeah. of season one, the special, or the the, the bridging special is, is quite good. A l little teaser, um, we're not in love with season three. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, there is uh, there is some, like, again, the Ryusi character is strong, yeah. and I think is, like, definitely, like, a, a jump start that the show needed. Like, Sukasa was such, like, an important character, and, like, an antagonist, and they need, like... Again, Ryusuke's not an antagonist, but, like, they needed someone as, like, that other... To kind of balance the scale again. Yeah. Power yeah. dynamic-wise. Because they got rid of Tsusaka or whatever yeah. his name was. Yeah, yeah Tsusaka. So, like, I think he's, like, the perfect addition to the cast. And, and um, yeah, like I said, I think if there's one thing that we're not loving about Season 3, there's just, like, it's something about the timing. It feels very rushed and, like, not hmm. as... You know, they w in previous seasons, like, you know, they took the time to explain some things... And it feels like instead of that three, four times an episode where like they break things down very in depth, it does feel like it's like micro explanations uh, and then one bigger piece that like explains like, you know, a thing more in depth and all that. So it's, but again, massive cast, they are jumping around a lot. So hmm. it, I, we're hoping it's just that. But what like, is it? Yeah. How many episodes in? Two or three? There's only two. I think uh, tomorrow is uh, episode three. Okay. But uh, yeah, because Leanna recently read the whole series right the manga oh so like, yeah so you know like it's it's interesting so i'm like i'm looking to her like at the end of the episode i was like so like how are we feeling <laughs> you know like yeah. are, we, are we enjoying the adaptation so far and uh but yeah so like it's you know 
she's excited for what's to come and like she, she said there's a couple of really fun fun things this season that we'll see so it's uh I'm uh, obviously going to keep watching, but yeah, it's, Stone. it's easy. It's light. It's fun. Like, yeah. you know, you, you laugh more than you don't at the jokes, right? I would and, agree with that. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's good to have it back week to week. Speaking of swinging and varying emotions, uh, mm. Hell's Paradise. I am curious. Episode three. Yeah. You hinted a couple times. I'm curious I, what you think about this. So yeah, I guess I'll go first. So uh-huh. I thought this is only okay. Really? Um, I thought this was about... Okay, <laughs> sorry. You go, you go. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, no, yeah. let's get into it. So, I thought... Dave, I just say, I love you and I... <laughs> I just, I just, I love being half glass full and half glass empty. It's perfect. <laughs> it, no, it, it's, it works. It works. Yeah. If we agreed yeah. on everything, it would be, just be two dudes being like, yeah. yeah, I also like that stuff. Um, just two more white guys doing an anime and sci-fi podcast. Right? Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, but I... Th- okay, so... My take is that I loved the ending. I love that, like, we've teed up a lot of the show. It makes sense to me that the criminals will immediately begin killing each other once they get on the island. I'm down with the chaos, and I'm down especially with the ending. Um, Like, the cliffhanger ending of, like, things really... Shit really hitting the fan. Mm. The part that really took me out of the episode was... Gabi Maru trying to kill is it Shigiri Shagiri I forget the Yamada girl his yep. his watcher um, I just felt like the show wanted me to care about this conflict and I was like I've known these people for two episodes I have no emotional stake in either of their well-being or their relationship I just thought it was like forced and weird and and they spent a lot of time on it that's it okay so not dying on this hill. No, I just was no, a little, no, no. you know. No, no, no. So I think the, the thing I loved about this episode, and, you know, it, it kind of, we'll, we'll get to the Gabamara stuff uh, towards the end of my, my thoughts, but mm-hmm. the thing I, like, and maybe it's not as, like, transformative in my mind, but, like, in the moment, I found it so refreshing that, like, we, you know, the, the whole basis of the show is they get a bunch of criminals with, like, they're pairing them up, you know, with, like, these, like, probably, like, loosely, you know, not up-and-up samurai, like, shogun, you know, hitmen, essentially, you know? Yeah. Like, we we obviously knew they were going to get to the island, and shit was going to get chaotic. Like, there's no... Yeah. Like, we all knew that, right? Yeah. But the way they kind of delivered everything was... It just, they introduced, like, the power dynamics of, like, again, like, all, like, the Yamada clan and how, like, they're, like, oh, by the way, like, this is, you know, there's politics involved here and, like, whoever gets the elixir or whoever comes away alive, like, they probably are going to be ruining the clan and, and you know, and then, again, like, the whole thing with the criminals being criminals, but, like, it just, it was a fun way of, like, we knew this was going to happen, but it, it kind of just shot out like a shotgun blast. So, like, in so many different directions, so many things happened. And they really hit the tone of, yes, like, this is a fucked up, something weird going on island. Of course it's going to go, like, the hit's going to shit the fan immediately. Mm-hmm. And I think they just, like, really struck the core, the, like, the correct way. Um, in the obvious way, but it was fun, you know? So, um, I don't know. It just I walked away from being like, they really just, like, kind of set, they, essentially they flipped the table. I think that was, in the moment, that's what I was right. thinking of. You know, like, it's like, we all kind of knew, like... It was going to kind of go this way, but, like, it truly is. Like, it's scattered. Like, we don't know, actually. So, yeah, you know, like, who is good? Who's going to be... You know, like, it, it's... Again, it's very face value, but at the same time, there's still, like, a little bit hidden. Um, I agree with and, all and, of that. And to come... Yeah. No, no, no. Again, I think that's, like, that's why I love this episode, just because, like, it's just kind of, like... 
and we're off, you know, and we're off to a crazy bang. The Gabby Maru stuff, I liked that. Again, when it happens, we know when he attempts to kill her, like it does throw me off. But like the, the the previous two episodes, they made such an effort to show like how conflicted they are of like who they are, and, like where you know like what actually is going through the mind and what their heart feels and all that, right? So it was a moment of you know he in his mind thinks like I need to succeed, I need to see my wife, you know, right. he, I need to kill you, and like but like he is trying to show that he is compassionate, right? Like to her, like yeah. he he does like her to a certain extent. And then that kicks off to her thing of, you know, you know, all her hangups and all that. And again, like with all the table flipping in the rest of the episode for these two to be so concrete and our main characters to be on the same page, it's like, okay, we have like a a consistent solid base. Right. It's going through the chaos. Right. And obviously that can get, you know, switched up and, you know, some stuff can happen, but I think it was a way of like, there is a, a grounding rod in everything going on around us and like just some security in this, in, in the characters and whatnot. So like, again, I know it's not perfect and it took them a little longer than they needed to, to mm-hmm. get to that resolution, but they got there and I think we're ready for episode four. So, yeah, I think, I think all that's fair. I think like the stuff we both liked is like the majority of the episode. Yeah. I just thought that like, as an example, it, I felt like the show was really trying to sell this conflict of the two of them, like, trying to kill each other. And I was like, man, imagine if they did this in episode, like, 12. Like, she finally really gets in his way, and he's like, all right, you know what? Now you're in my fucking way. I was like, man, that would have been cool. It's like, yeah, mm. but they've known each other 10 minutes. Like, of course he's going to try and fucking kill her. I still think that will happen, though. Yeah, but it's yeah. been done already. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they let the air out. I don't know. Well, okay, but we have 10 episodes for them to, like, really build this up, and then it comes down to brass tacks. There's a reveal yeah. of, you know, something this and something that. You know, Leanne and I were talking. I think he are, like he clearly already has the Elixir of Life in him. Like, I think that's what they've teed up. You know, because you know, he had the, the village he's from. The chief chose him for a reason mm-hmm. to be with the daughter and all that, and, like, you know, to control him in so many ways. So, like, you know, I, I think, you know, probably is, he's had him since a baby, so, oh you know, God! Sure, How did I right? not put that together? So he's definitely, I think, like this. You know, him being unkillable and taking all these massive hit because they really hit home. Like, you know, in the first episode, they kind of tease that like she couldn't pull it off when yeah. she tried to kill him. But I think it's just it, like she can't. Like it's not nothing on her. They also literally showed like ten execution attempts, and he was like, yeah. so. Yeah, so, no, dude, that's probably it. You're probably right. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks for ruining the anime, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, no, no, I don't know. That's, I, that's I'm really point. enjoy. I'm really enjoy it. I love the color. Um, color acting is pretty decent. I, I love the dude. Like, um, when we get the whole reveal that the Yamada clan is like again not like super up and up. Like they're just like you know attack dogs for yeah. for whomever. Yeah, and he's like. <laughs> He's like, you did me a favor. He's such a dick, too. He's like, yeah, yeah. Like, you did me a- like, a fuck you, but b like, you did me a favor. C fuck you again. Yeah. <laughs> like, he pieces up. Like, Whoa. yeah, that dude was like, that was a G move. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was like, they really handled that well. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that, no. that guy's who I'd like to be in an anime <laughs> or in real life. On an island, that's the guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> First of all, fuck you. Second, yeah. that's what I wanted anyway. And third of all, mm. fuck you again. Yeah, um. Okay. Su- speaking of fuck you, succession. Um. Season four, episode four. I don't know how they made the death of one of the... Spoiler alert. (laughs) I don't know how they made the death of one of the main characters feel like... His funeral was like just another episode. Not in a bad way. 
just in like a they really turned it to like business as usual you know mm. well okay so here's the thing like this is easily top five uh succession episodes um yeah. like it's not it was one of those things where as i was watching it, i was like oh this is like one of the greats in the show's history like truly like they were like firing on all cylinders performances performances writing. you know uh, writing allowing you know the subterfuge like really become you know bubbling up and getting you know the the, the ter- secondary tertiary characters like really you know crushing yeah. like carl like cutting down tom is one of the like the all-time you love that line, eh? line re- oh my god <laughs> like yeah to, to put this uh to put, you know you know like as a friend <laughs> like yeah, he does like the, the typical like calm carl then he just unleashes uh hellstorm on him calmly um it was great stuff but um you know, you- it's one of those yeah I was just going to say, have you heard about some of the stuff from the Rupert, uh, like the Murdoch family? Yeah. About that, like, yeah. there's a, you know, I'm not going to go over it all. You can Google it. We're going long anyway. But, like, if you're interested and you're listening to this, like, Google some of the similarities. Because, you know, the everyone says Succession is based loosely or not so loosely off of the Murdoch family. Mm. Um, and there's some really interesting stuff out there about, like, Rupert Murdoch just had yet another divorce. And one of the agreements in his settlement that got leaked, or supposed agreements in his settlements with his ex-wife, is that she can't talk to any informants or any publications, especially if they if they have intent of selling the content to HBO. Unreal. <laughs> because some of the cons- consultants they have in the writing staff are people who have covered the Murdoch family. Like, there's <laughs> three of them that are consulting on the show. I just thought that was interesting. Well, it's great. Like, even, like, this season, you know, um, when Logan gives his uh, pirate speech to yeah. ATN, like, that's, like, a famous Ru- Rupert, like, him getting up on the boxes. That's a famous Rupert Murdoch photo Unreal. of him getting up on, you know, boxes of print- or, uh, printer paper and, like, giving a speech. You know, I'm sure he wasn't giving, like, a pirate speech there. But, like, it- it's crazy how, like, they blatantly just show, like, yeah, this is... This is who it is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, and everything. Like because I don't. I think Rupert Murdoch is from Australia. And I don't he came know where from he's America. from. Yeah. yeah, like I don't. I don't think he's originally from America. Like same thing. Like came. You know the whole like Logan's from Scotland, made his way to America. You know same like you know <laughs> again. I'm pretty sure he's Australian. But, I uh, think he is. But uh, yeah, I don't. Know. It's a gr- I great think episode. Great episode. What struck me is that like, despite all the ground we've covered and how mm. far we've come or haven't come like the like even the siblings like they still can't trust each other like they oh, still sure. their dad is dead and they sure still can't shiv on there oh my god <laughs> that, was that was one of the most deliveries ever also oh, um fuck. the idea to make the underline a slight strikeout mm. is like one of the most brilliant like haunting Things ever because he'll never start know. Start does an underline. Start does an underline and then cross it out. It's yeah, cheap. that's it's so simple and it's so so smart. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I I'm interested to see how the kids do. I guess. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Tom is the best actor on the show. Unreal. Him, uh, he's like, unbelievable. Tail between his legs, like attempting to go at every single one of the the, the kids. To try yeah. and like get in good with them, yeah. <laughs> what is old lip balm, Tom or Tom Wom? You know, Did yeah. I kiss my butthole. <laughs> yep. Oh man, but uh, I love Kendall saying good luck, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like you. You know, I like you, Tom. Good luck. But the uh, so the other thing too, like the way they end the episode with that just 
malevolent grin that Kendall gives Hugo about like, yeah, you know that thing, yeah, <laughs> or with yeah. the line of like, do I need to get the strap on? I was like, oh my god, you know, dad, dad would do this, you know, dad would respect this, and I was like, wow, you're evil, dude. They're that, all evil. That They're was like so bad. the whole the the thing I mentioned a minute ago, the distrust between the kids, mm. and like, for, like the, just for a second, I was like, okay, like maybe this is a fresh start, you know. And the minute Roman leaves the room, mm. it's like, okay, so to business. Like, yeah. of course, he's immediately going to begin undermining. You know what I mean? I'm the guy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, Just so we're clear. I'm yeah. the guy. Um, yeah. I don't know. Great episode. Great season so far, man. Great season so far. Heavenly There's delusion. no way the show was... Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no. You did one I was thing. just going to say, like, it just... Succession has, you know, been all, you know, all cylinders from the very beginning. Yeah. It would be shocking if they weren't, like, just crushing it so far and... But uh, also, I, one last thing, Marsha selling the home to uh, Connor. Oh my God, that was so good too. On the sale, I was like, wow, gee, like, and then also like Carrie having that meltdown and like, you know, yeah, like we called her a taxi to take her to the train to go back to her little, her little apartment. apartment. I was like, oh, it's like when Tom was uh, riding Greg in episode one. About yeah. His, uh, his, his date. In the bag. What, what's in there? You know, flats for the train. <laughs> My God! Like uh, that that the Tom role is a role of a lifetime. I think maybe just like really pronounced because of how well uh, the actor is is killing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the the selling of the house thing was amazing. Uh, it's no, all amazing. 60, 70, 63? deal. Yeah. <laughs> they both spit their hands. I was like, wow, I love it. I love that. Um, okay, Heavenly, Heavenly Delusion. Delusion episode three, Grant. Might have been the best episode of the week. I'm sorry. Are you being sarcastic? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not being sarcastic. You're not? Okay. It might have been one of my favorites of the whole week. Um, but then again... It's a good episode. Better then again, than two. Better than episode two. Better than two. And I'm just torn of whether or not I liked it more than Vinland Saga. Um, mm, I would say definitely not. But but anyway. Um, interesting. They I did not think that they were going to get... Like, you were totally right. Mm. Um, remember... Uh, last week like they they really threw me with the whole i'm a man in a woman's body Mm. and i was like what like what are we getting ourselves into like is this a i just figured the reveal would come way later Mm. and you're like and you're like no i bet that's next week and i was like yeah (laughs) and then yeah that was this week it's Um, it's yeah yeah. it's funny because you know we're you know leanne and i i I don't know about you but leanne and i are still chugging away with summertime rendering and how far are you uh i think we just watched episode 15 um, I'm in and around there, so we might finish around okay. the same time. Yeah, so we we try to go for at least one or two a night now. But um, okay, the uh, it's so funny. Like the shows could not be so similar and so different. Yeah, at the same time, like again, tone and type of storytelling, whatnot. But like summertime rendering has that room to breathe. Where the show clearly is not going to. No. Like, it, it needs to be deliberate every episode. You don't know uh, the run, do you? 13 um, episodes. Oh, okay. They, uh, just uh, earlier this week, uh, they mentioned it was uh, dated for 13 episodes. So. Okay. Um, but yeah, like, it's... And I like... Because that's the thing, too. Like, you know, the you know with what they set up in episode two, you know, like, you know, woman body, you know, male brain. Not that that, that would have been, like... <sighs> Like a weird story, tro- like you know, like it's it's sci-fi, right? Like you know, that's like that's not like an uncommon thing, you know. Whether yeah. it's like stuff like altered carbon or you know, like sci-fi, you know, the mind is not always same as the body, right? Like that is a standard sci-fi trope. And 
I do like that, like, they kind of explained it, but at the same time, keyed off, like, this is the real mystery right here. Like, yeah. it's all stemming to the reveal at the end of episode two of, like, this is, like, the real journey that we're on. And then, like, everything else going on, like, the second storyline, that will that will re-enter correctly when it needs to. Yeah. I don't think it's the focus, which I kind of like. You know, it's just, they, it gets maybe, like, two, three minutes screen time every episode. That is it. Yeah, yeah, I want to know both. You know, like I'm, I genuinely, I think it's working. I think the the way they're pacing the show, I'm very curious about how, what what's going to happen with both characters' stories. Mm-hmm. I I will like they went to a new place in this episode. Maybe they didn't though, because I remember there's a pretty dark death in episode two. Do you remember that girl, the girl whose place they stay at? She thinks she yes. can communicate with the man yeah. eater. Cuts her head off. That was quite dark. But I I thought maybe. The way her little brother, well, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The way he died was, like, pretty graphic. I was yeah, like, yeah. this is a pretty rough way to go. Um, so that was, like, a new height or new low for me, depending on how you look at it. Do you remember how, like, bleak, like, a death, or, like, a close death was? You know how, like, in Neon Genesis, like, they would feel pain? Like, the way they would scream and it felt, like, otherworldly? Yeah. Him, like, just howling... And her, like, pulling the body away. I was just like... Yes, there's something... Yeah, it was... Yeah. Dude, you just hit the nail on the head. There's something about, like, the closeness of it. Mm. Like, they... Like, you just cut... I guess you cut a lot in in those... Or a lot of shows would cut away, or they'll do something... But, but you whatever don't watch it is, a lot of thrillers, right? You don't watch a lot of horror stuff. Like no, you're right. this is the type of thing where they you got to look it in the face. Like in, yeah. you know, in a lot of Hollywood stuff, you know, like you know more B movie stuff, it's like no, no, like it's all in the face and like, yeah. you can't look away. But like you know, it's a lot of like cutaways and like yeah, we're gonna rely on suspense more. It's like no, 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 like real life is horror and this is real life right now. And like you're yeah. gonna like witness it, it like moment to moment. Yeah, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's it's very very good. Honestly, Dave, if you are digging this. When you have the time, in the near future, whenever it may be. I'm not watching anything right now. What do you got? No, no, no. no. It could be years from now. But I, I I think The Promised Neverland, if you are enjoying this, The Promised Neverland would be a dead ringer. It's tough, though, because everyone talks about season two shitting the bed. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. Season one, like, obviously, you know, it's the story is still to be told. Yeah. But it is such a tight and concise first season with like clearly it's setting up like for a continuing story that's a bummer it is what it is but it is such a solid one season if you kind of just take it for what it is it's like a one-off like good shit (laughs) like really really good yeah all right all right well interesting interesting i uh, i I will say between summertime rendering and heavenly delusion i am like finding a whole new lane that i had not found before um, yeah, I think yeah, they're yeah. like executing it at a really high level, and like it's yes. obvi- they're both obviously quite it's, modern examples. It's production IG, like the animation yeah. is stellar. The, you know, the voice acting, the, yeah. the edit, the pacing is just so yeah. like you know. And then the the little haunting reveals and like the, the yeah. like that secluded community of like yeah, like that's a weird drama. Like babies don't have faces. Like I love that. Ugh. It's just such a good like the characters don't think anything of it in the yeah. moment. But, like, us as the viewer, we're like, oh, like, there's something going on here. And then, like, the fish, you know, the there's a lot of emphasis in the OP with the fish and the arms. And we've seen that drawing uh, a few times. I've been already. skipping the OP. Uh, yeah, I can't help it. I, uh, 
No, you're an OP actually, guy. But you know, I am an OP guy. But you know what? If I have a if I have a gripe with uh, Disney Plus, Disney Plus, <laughs> is you know if you miss that skip intro, to fast forward through it. Oh yeah, is ten seconds at a time. Like, come on. It's yeah. like a, you know, like it's a skip more than a fast forward. Like yeah. That. Yeah, but uh, yeah, even if with the remote it has a fast forward on it, it won't work. You gotta skip. But anyways, yeah, Disney Plus. You know, they could do a little better. Could do a little better. They're better than the Crave app. I'll tell you that. Uh, dog shit. Yeah. Worst app, worst app I've ever used. Yeah. For TV, and it's been that way forever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Q and A, Grant. Let's do it. Oh, it feels like we haven't done one in a while. I don't know why. Like we're a day late with the podcast, maybe, or like. I don't know. We always run late. We gotta. We always we gotta go late. Keep, That's why. Keep in the hopper. But this is a good question, and we are. I mean, I won't speak very for you. Very concise question. I will shout out Carolyn. Very well put, Carolyn. Very well put and thoughtful question. Yeah. Um, so we teased this during the news feed. So here's uh, Carolyn's question for us this week. What are your thoughts on the Harry Potter news? Please include in your answer. Thoughts on the timeline? Is it too soon for this? Pros and cons of the movie versus show, specifically in the context of the books. Thoughts on JKR's involvement, and finally, your dream cast. God, really cutting our workout for us here. Um, okay, let's start with with one, Grant. Mm. Um, is it too soon for this, in your mind? I've got mm. I've got an answer. No, I don't think it is. I think it's a good time to do it. What, we're 2023. When did that first one come out? 99? 01. 01? Yeah. I think, so, I mostly agree. Like, yeah. if it was, like, let's... I mean, it's not really a strict reboot. It's more of a reimagining because, like, it's TV versus film. I will say it wouldn't... I think this would be a lot more palatable if they didn't just have the Fantastic Beasts flop. Like, if that wasn't at the forefront of a lot of people's minds of, like... Like, those movies made a lot of money. Do not get it twisted. But they they were wrought with controversy and mixed reviews and the whole... Grindelwald being played by three different people in three movies, like part of that intentional, part of it not, like that is messy. It is very much part of the Harry Potter canon, and she and J.K.R. wrote them all, uh, and uh, she wrote the screenplays for those, and she didn't write them for the movies, so that matters. But you know what I mean? Like that is, if you ask people, like, oh, remember Harry Potter? Like, I feel like a lot of people's memory of the most recent thing is going to be the Fantastic Beast movies. In which case, uh, for, it's very recent. For the diehards, yes. For the general population, no one gives a fuck. I Perhaps. Think, truly. I, I really think that. Like, again, the you know, the, the, the Fantastic Beast movies, like, you know, they were, like I said, they made money, people saw them. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, like, the the bigger scheme, people don't care, I think. Um, you know, so, too soon, no. If this was five years ago, yes, I think that would be way too soon. Not, not even so much because of, like, it would have been still been like even closer to the original movie. Yeah, I just think what they're doing now, what they can execute on TV, specifically HBO, now is the perfect time. Like this yeah. is like the iron is hot with you know post Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, The Last of Us. You know they sh- they know they know fantasy worlds over there. You know they know how to handle ensemble casts like yeah. no one else. It's you know they have got a lot of smoke and fire right now. I think now makes sense to do it. Truly, I will say just uh, to add on to your point, uh, re HBO. I mean, like, thank God that like you know thank God. What am I saying? But like, imagine if this was a Paramount Plus show. You know what I mean? Like that would be a nightmare. 
Um, mm-hmm. You would already you'd be going into it being like, oh god, they're gonna fuck up my childhood, aren't they? Imagine Amazon got this. That'd be yeah. worse. No, but yeah, like yeah. HBO is the safest studio, no mm-hmm. doubt for it. Um, so that's that is safest a plus. and strongest. Like safest you know, and strongest. Yeah. Um, I mean, not that there really was another option because Warner Brothers already owned the rights, but but we're lucky that it's going to HBO. Mm-hmm. Um, pros and cons of movies versus shows, specifically in the context of the book, context of the books. I'll go mm-hmm. first, real quick, on this one, mm-hmm. um, just because I've talked about this a lot on the podcast already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you haven't heard me say it, I mean, obviously, yeah, the big thing I remember being frustrated at about as a kid was like oh, but they didn't include this and they missed that. And, you know, the world building could have been better and, you know, the relationships weren't structured great and lore we missed out on and, and <clears throat> this and that. Like, they're, t- they're talking about this thing being like a decade-long series. Um, you know, assume a, se- a season for every show or a, a season for every book. So, yeah, I, I only think that's a benefit. I mean, obviously, you assume, like, they treat everything with, like, respect and care for the source material, um, and assuming all that goes well, like imagine they treat it like they just treated Last of Us. I'm mm-hmm. gonna be, I'm gonna be real happy. So again, I I obviously agree. Um, you know, I think when it comes with the <clears throat> when it comes to the series that is so lengthy, and you know the books can get so in depth. You know, a movie is always going to struggle. That like they can't like they just can't put it all in right. Like they have the corn like of course there's. Like at base value, there has to be cuts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so again, th- it'll be much nicer with the TV show. Like you know, like there's little plot lines and you know little stuff here and there, like little you know little little flourishes that were, like I always wanted to see. You know, obviously that are coming to mind, but like you know, like I like the bigger picture stuff, right? And like you know, stuff they can like cook over time, background stuff to play with. So that's great. The thing that it would lose a TV that movies just not just genuinely do better and it's going to be the scale the scale is just not going to be you know like if if they can get like you know to 100 percent on an hbo show you know a movie they can push that to like 150 you know like they can just like really blow some things out but i i just hope they don't make it like friggin wand pistols again (laughs) you know like yeah because that's just what the series has kind of turned into um towards the end and it's just kind of like can we see some cool yeah, I mean, magic please the <laughs> vfx yeah budget on those last couple movies is pretty nuts you know yeah vfx is important uh to this series in particular like i mean we you know look at i don't know look at house of the dragon and how they're handling vfx in that show like mm. house of the dragon has more vfx than most shows ever but like mm-hmm. it works so well you don't think about it um They've been honing, like, the craft of making VFX or CG dragons for a long time, so they're really good at that particular thing. But you have to imagine, you know, they're owned by the same parent studio, so, like, maybe they've learned a lot of the lessons about, like, how to make this stuff look. I don't know. I'm more curious about that. You know what, though? I didn't even think about the VFX, so that's a good point. Mm. Um, Okay, thoughts on JKR's involvement. Do you want to go first? Do I go first? I'll go. Like, sorry, like, it is, like, she is for sure involved. Oh yeah, like she she's writing the whole thing. No, 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 no. I, she is involved. There's no role, so there's no. We don't know if she's head writer, executive mm-hmm. producer. Like you know, George R. R. Martin, for example. I think he might have directed a few episodes of Game of Thrones. Really? Uh, yeah, he actually directed a couple, or, or no, wrote a couple. Wrote. Okay. Excuse me. Um, but to, but towards the end, he was mostly just executive producing on it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? Like she could have a write an episode here and there role. She could have an executive producing role, mm-hmm. but she is directly involved on the show. Okay, so you know this goes back to the uh, recently the Hogwarts Legacy thing. Like, yeah, you know the video a game. Little, little different because, like, from what I read, like she was not involved at all, at all. But like, I think there was like some input. Like, I think there were some calls that could be made. Sure, that went went to her, obviously. Um, and you know, again, I can separate to a certain extent. I I think she is a deplorable. She has become a, quite the deplorable person. Um, but at the end of the day, like, you know, it is her property. She has all the rights. Like, you know, when it, a pro an IP is so big, it's impossible to not have the people involved. Right. It's just kind of, it is what it is, but like, there's going to be so many people working on the show that working hard, you know, the VFX teams, the actors, like literally like the crap, like the tech in the craft services of it all, you know, the, the blue collar, like the workers, like so, so much hard work is going to go into this. Yes, she's going to make a ton of money and she's going to get her check and all that. But like, you know, the the story is bigger than her, right? So many mm-hmm. fans love the world. Like, you know, dude, it was so influential on you and I. Like, you know, like we were teenagers, you know, lost and trying to find our place in the world. And we had those books. I didn't give a fuck who she was. You yeah, know, I mean, like, I was like, Ron's my guy. And I just, you know, I wanted to be Ron, you know, and like, it was like, oh, I want, you know, I, I want my Hermione, you know, like, it was just like, it was like fun books and fun stories and I'm sure there's some loaded stuff in there that, like, probably flew over my head. I haven't read them in 10 years, you know, probably longer than that. But, mm. like I said, her, she is forever going to be attached to the series, regardless of how people feel. But I think fans of the stories, not her, are going to do their damnedest to make this thing awesome. So, it's, you know, I guess that's just my thought. Well on put. It. No, I think, yeah, I think I approach it from, I think, maybe the same place you do. You know, I grew up on these books. Um, I'm sure that's true for a lot of people who will watch mm-hmm. it. You know, I was nervous reading out loud uh, as a kid. And so, like, my, you know, with my family, we would read these books together. It's, like, a lot of really wholesome, yeah, you know, memories that come along with all of it, right? So, seeing it all get remade is, is very nostalgic and it's very interesting. As far as her involvement specifically, I think, you know, I recognize... That she's incredibly controversial, and I understand that. I think the way I come at it is that being a fan of someone's work, whatever that work might be, does not mean you have to co-sign all of their beliefs without exception. You know what I mean? And I think that if we are searching for people that we agree with um, on everything at all times, then we're going to be searching... For a long time, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I think yeah. you're like you will inevitably um, find stuff that you're going to disagree with. I understand that, like her in particular, it's more than just like me and you disagreeing on you know an episode of an anime. Yeah, and like yeah. being able to just move forward. I get it. Like she is like a literal lightning rod with a huge voice, and there's the whole argument for like. Oh, but if you watch it, you're supporting her. I, I don't really buy into that. I think, like, to Grant's point, the IP is just simply bigger than that. Mm-hmm. At this point, um, yeah, even though it might it might be wrought with controversy when it comes out, just like the Harry Potter Legacy game was, mm-hmm. um, I don't think that stopped anybody from playing that video game and getting in touch with their childhood and feeling really great and really nostalgic, despite mm-hmm. her not being involved whatsoever. And I don't think whether she's involved in this and it's a good product or a bad product, I don't think that changes anything or 
makes you an inherently bad person, and it doesn't, and it certainly doesn't mean you you cosign her super controversial views. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think just enjoy things if you want to enjoy them. You know what I mean? And I also think, and this is like maybe the controversial part on my end is like I also think that if you choose not to enjoy it and you choose not to partake, you are super allowed to do that. Like I applaud you if you decide like you know what just like morally i don't think i can partake in this um but i think the other part of that is like you shouldn't make people feel bad if they don't agree with you 100 um so if you don't you know decide that you want to if you decide you don't want to watch it because like it just doesn't sit well i think that's great and you should do that but like you probably shouldn't attack people if they don't feel the same way mm. um word yeah church um god what an episode dude 89 minutes when's the last time we did, had one of these Two weeks ago? I don't know. Yeah, Pretty true. Often. <laughs> <laughs> we do this a lot. Yeah, good point. Um, did we miss anything? Uh, the final, or Dreamcast for, uh, for the Q&A. Oh, God. So, I, okay, you I, go. I, genuinely, I have no clue where to start. Um, I would, like, it would never happen, but there are some, I think they nailed some casting in the original movies that, like, I would love to see them return. Like, I know it would never happen, but, like... You know, like, you know, Gary Oldman is serious black, you know, uh, um, I'm blanking on his name, but like, you know, the guy played Lupin. Minerva Spot, McGonagall. So you know, good. like, again, they need to start fresh, they need to do this and that, but like, I, I don't know, it, it's, it's such a massive cast. For the main three, I hope they start... Unknown. With, I would love to see them grow, like Stranger Things style. Yeah. But they would have, they would have to stay on top of like, you know, the casting of like, you know, consistency going through towards the end, because... You know, if they do it over seven years, which they won't, they'll. I this show, there's no way they do it one a year kind of thing. No, they said decade long. So decade long, okay. So yeah, like they they gotta they gotta be smart. They might have to go even a little younger for like that first season, get that one out of the way. Yeah, and then you know everything should correct itself by the end. But. Yeah, the child actor part's always going to be tough. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I don't know about them, but I think that they should be relatively unknown. I'm trying to think like. I, I, you know, there's a temptation in my mind, like, oh, you know, get, uh, fucking get Jude Law up there as Dumbledore. Like he's proved he makes a decent Dumbledore in those Fantastic Beasts movies. Just throw on the prosthetics, dye him gray and away you go. But I, I also think at the same time, like, you know what? Like if you're starting everybody else off with a clean slate, then you should maybe get just a brand new cast. They Complete, don't want to touch that. Yeah, no holdovers. Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. They don't want to touch that at all. So yeah, I'm sorry. I don't have... A name for you on any one character partly because like to grant's point the the first go around was so well cast most okay, of those people really really worked for me okay here's here we'll do this here's an alternative to the dream cast choose your favorite character in the whole series and just pick the actor who who you would want today to play that that role oh god you do you have an answer to that question off the top of your um, head well i th- I would go with Lupin, I think. He just always always stuck out well, with me. So if they did Lupin Justice, yeah. Yeah. Um who would who would be good for that? Uh, I think serious No Channing Tatum. Yo. They should get Channing Tatum. You know you know what, dude? Fuck it. Channing Tatum, Dumbledore. Wow. I don't care. Jack Dumbledore. Do it. Yeah. 
I swear, Caroline, we're not trying to freaking uh, blow out the question here. But uh, yeah, I don't know. No, I, I, yeah, I, no you know what? Next week, we'll think about it. We'll come back. We'll do a Q&A follow-up. And we'll, we'll come we're, up with our favorite character casting. We're going to do a 40-minute every single character and four different options for every single one. Whoa, do you want to... Oh, no, okay. I don't want to do that. I'm kidding. Okay, hear me <laughs> out. Do you want to do... We should do a draft. No! And, and, yeah, and like, you know, get to pick who... You know, we get to cast that character. Oh, yeah, we should do that. A draft. This, yeah, does Sam like Harry Potter? Like a bonus episode? Yeah, we just do an episode. So we all, you know, like straight up like stealing from Ooh. the big picture there. Like yeah. a movie draft, but like we all draft for the character that we would we want to cast that character. Ooh. So we're picking character, you know, uh, you know, we pick characters and then, you know, we get that character, then we get to pick. Okay. You know? I, and I like the you know, idea. Who, who we pick is like locked out for everyone else for potentially a different character. Ooh. An actor to play that character. Okay, all right. We're cooking. We got something here. All we right. should do that. Harry yeah. Potter fantasy actor draft. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. I don't know if we're gonna have that ready by next week, but we will do it, and we'll we'll market it. As yeah, we'll do we'll do it with the. I'll uh, we'll do it along with the neon uh, Genesis pod. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's Banger. coming. Yeah, we'll do a weekend pod. We'll just sit down. We'll iron it all out. Neon we'll Genesis, the definitive review yeah. on the 1990s hit is coming any will, day now. I watched uh, the first 20 minutes of uh, Rebuild 1.0. Oh, yeah, and? Uh, I'm probably going to watch them all. <laughs> oh, was, no. Yeah, they're all on Amazon, Dude. and uh, they're just sitting there. Man, I was, I was sick on Monday. Do you get emotional when you're sick? Like, woe is me sometimes? Dave, I'm emotional 24-7. Oh, really? So, yeah, always. I was, like, in bed, sick on Monday, and I was thinking about how, like, if I'm not better immediately like if i don't get better in the next 18 hours i'm gonna miss this show that you and i had planned we had this concert that we didn't get to go to yeah that was and, I, and i was all bummed about that and i'm bummed about whatever else and i turned on sunny boy and i i do i watched the whole thing and i've never i can't remember the last time i binged an anime like that and i just you watched, watched the whole first season i watched the whole i mean the only season i watched all 12 episodes oh yeah wow dude Sick. and that must and, have been a ride well one it made me love the show even more um, I picked up so many more things than we did on our first watch, just because that's the kind of show it is. Yep. And uh, two, yeah, it was incredibly depressing. Oh my god! <laughs> it was such an emotional roller coaster. I was just sitting there like, <laughs> "It's so beautiful." That is a fucking marathon to do to yourself in that state, man. You are. You yeah, all hopped up on. Uh, all hopped up on cold meds. Mm. Yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Carolyn's still listening here, wondering if we're gonna get back to the Harry Potter stuff. <laughs> Um, wait no. for the draft, Carolyn. Yeah, wait. For, tune into the draft. Maybe we'll loop you in. We could do like a fit some fan interaction, perhaps. I don't know. Yes. But we're gonna figure it out. Um, it'll it'll be in conjunction with the Neon Genesis review uh, coming anytime. Um, probably sooner than that. Okay, Grant. Is there anything else? Did we miss anything? No, I think that's it. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Part Time Otaku Podcast. Give uh, your love to the comic book shop on Bank. Uh, thank you for their continued support of the show, and we will see you next week. Grant, you may say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers.